My name is Tony Evers, and I'm going to be the next governor. It's time for a change. The voters of Wisconsin spoke, and they agree a change is coming. Change indeed. Tony Evers has won election as Wisconsin's next governor, defeating two-term incumbent governor Scott Walker in last night's midterm elections. Eight years of Republican control at the state house apparently is over. That's what it sounds like. Can you can you spare any change, Scott? <laughs> because apparently, according to Scott Walker, I'm going to need a bunch of change to pay for all these new taxes I'm going to have to pay this time around. That's right. Yeah, Tony the Taxer is on his way into the uh, east wing of the state capitol building, assuming there's no recount, which it looks like there won't be. Yeah. Somebody happened to find about 40,000 votes in Milwaukee County <laughs> that just happened to swing Tony Evers' way last night. <laughs> Tony Evers won with 1.32 million votes. That was 49.59%. That's to Scott Walker's 1.29 million votes, 48.43%. That's uh, the latest with all but three precincts reporting. And there's not enough votes in those precincts to make up that about 30,000 vote difference. We're going to talk about Tony Evers' Big win in Wisconsin by the narrowest amount. The littlest, biggest win. Yeah. On today's center stage with Milford and Hands, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics, I'm Scott Milford, the editorial page editor for the Wisconsin State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist and apparently the numbers guy today at the Wisconsin <laughs> State Journal. And we are half of the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board. The better looking half. So yeah, Phil Hands, the cartoonist, is going to be the numbers guy on today's podcast. Go figure. I got a notebook full of numbers that I wrote down that I think are interesting. First of all, uh, you know, since Scott Walker presumably lost this election, this means he got lot less votes than he did uh, four years ago in 2014, right, Scott? I don't know about that. Uh, he got more votes than he did in 2014. <laughs> the turnout was a lot higher this year. Yeah. So in 2014, Walker got. Uh, 1,259,000 votes. This year, he got 1,284,000 uh, votes. So about 24,000 more votes, 25,000 more votes than he did four years ago. But he still lost this election. I'm sensing there's a but. But Tony Evers presumably did much better. Tony Evers than, creamed Mary Burke yeah. in, compared to what she did in 2014. So she got 1.1 million votes. He got 1.3 million votes. So there's yeah. about 200,000 more votes that Tony Evers was able to get to get out than Mary Burke did. And that's where this election was won, I think. Was this a blue wave? It doesn't feel like a wave because he won by a whisker. Not only with this, did Tony Evers barely win, but the Democrats didn't pick up any seats in the Senate. I don't think they picked up any seats in the Assembly either uh, at the state level. So there wasn't a, a bunch of people voting for for Democrats across the board. On the other hand, across the board, they won all of the state offices. They sure did. Statewide offices. Statewide offices. From, it looks like it, it jo- appears. Yeah, with Josh Call, looks like he defeated Brad Schimmel, but that one's really close, that too. That is close, and that actually hasn't been called yet. But in the other uh, races, too, the Democrats won. And some For the very <laughs> important Secretary of State and Treasurer's <laughs> positions. The Mickey Mouse do-nothing jobs. 
Uh, Can I announce my candidacy for uh, for twenty eight uh, for for twenty twenty two right now to run for Secretary of State? Phil, I think you can announce an exploratory committee. Oh, exploratory! And I'll committee. lead the committee. You'll lead the committee. And I'll okay. explore this. Yeah, I already have a campaign slogan. I'll show that with the end of the podcast. Assuming nothing more strange happens, this is definitely a sea change in state politics in terms of the Democrats having the veto pen in the governor's office. And as the legislature prepares after the next census to draw the redistricting lines, that also is huge. I mean, that's part of the reason why, part, not all the reason, but part of the reason why the uh, Democrats didn't pick up any seats in the legislature is because of the lines, a lot of these lines are drawn, they're designed so that the Democrats don't win, even if they're winning statewide. Yeah. But that's going to change with Evers in the governor's office because he can veto gerrymandered maps. I'm curious. Let's get let's get out of the numbers for a while and talk about some ideas. Do you think there's any movement for now that the Republicans can't pass whatever map they want to this time around? Do you think there's going to be a push for nonpartisan redistricting reform in the there, state? There's definitely going to be a push from the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board. <laughs> and I suspect from the public... And I suspect from Tony Evers. Now, if uh, Robin Voss, the Speaker of the Assembly, and Scott Fitzgerald, the uh, Senate Majority Leader in the state Senate, who have been adamantly against a fair way of drawing the maps, if they say no way, no how, well, maybe they think they can run Tony Evers over. Maybe they want to test him first. Maybe they think that they can cut a deal with him and get some of what they want if they give him some of what he wants. Yeah. I don't know quite how that would work, but what the Republicans risk if they don't go ahead with some kind of nonpartisan process is a risk is that if, if we can't get maps, then somebody has to step in like the courts and draw maps. And so then that might freak them out too. Yeah. And the Supreme Court in Wisconsin isn't reliably conservative the way it once was. And we do know from uh, our editorial board meetings with candidates that there are at least a few. A handful, I would <laughs> of say. Of Republicans who are open to this, if not uh, saying they're for it. So I, I, I sure hope that's going to happen. I mean, there's numbers right now, Scott. Mm-hmm. Numbers, numbers, numbers. I love numbers. Uh, so in Dane County this year, where, where we are, the turnout was actually really high. 289,000 votes were cast in this 2018 election. In 2016, epic battle between Hillary Clinton and the most evil person in the world, Donald Trump, <laughs> there were just under 300,000 votes cast. Uh-huh. So there is very little drop-off between 2016, a hyper-partisan presidential yeah. year, and 2018. Yeah, wow. In fact, there were more votes in Dane County cast for Tony Evers than for Hillary Clinton. Wow. So there were 200 so she got 217,000 votes. Tony Evers got 220,000 votes. In Dane County. In Dane County alone. So we probably can't get any more enthusiasm than this. Or can we, it actually get higher? I don't think it can get much higher than it really is. And then what about statewide? It wasn't to that degree. No, it's not it's not it's not as big statewide. Milwaukee yeah. County is a good arbiter of that too. You know, what's interesting is, you know, in, in Milwaukee County, I talk a lot about how Hillary Clinton basically lost the election in 2016 in Milwaukee County. You know, there were, mm-hmm. you know, in, in 2012, Barack Obama got 330,000 votes in Milwaukee County. And in 2016, Hillary got 288. Oh. So she got 40,000 fewer votes than Barack Obama did four years earlier in Milwaukee County. 
Tony Evers got 20,000 fewer votes than Hillary Clinton did in Milwaukee County. So almost as much in an off year. Yeah, but the Republican numbers stayed constant in Milwaukee County. Mm. So so in in both 2016 and 2018, about 125,000 people voted the Republican in Milwaukee County. So what do you what is your point, your big picture here? The big picture is is that Democrats are still having trouble turning out the vote in Milwaukee County. As, as big as this win was for Evers, I thought that 288,000 votes for a Democrat in Milwaukee County was not a lot of votes. Yeah. And it showed lack of interest in a candidate. And that similar lack of interest is, is being shown in Tony Evers. So in terms of a wave, if the, a real wave, a tsunami wave for Democrats against Trump, it is going to matter probably who is on the ballot for the Democrats uh, for the presidential race. If you can get 300, there's probably 350,000 Democratic votes in Milwaukee County. If you can get those votes, you're probably going to win the state. And you're probably going to get Dane County turning out no matter what, excitedly against Trump. But if you don't get Milwaukee County, you could be in trouble. Or you're just, we're replaying this and it's another really close race. Remember, the Trump Hillary Clinton race was about as close as this. That was actually, I think, technically closer than this race. Because, than the governor's race. Than the governor's race. Yeah. Because that race, Trump won by 23,000 votes yeah. with more people voting in the election. Let's talk for a second about tribalism because there's a lot of kind of perplexing things going on here. The votes for governor and attorney general were very similar. Yes. I mean, Brad Schimmel got a higher percentage slightly than Walker, which is why that race still hasn't been called. But minusculely higher. I mean, not 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 anything substantial. Right. So in other words, what I'm getting at is, wow, that's like voters, oh, if they're voting for one Republican or, and a Democrat, they're going to vote for the other one, too. I mean, people didn't even really know much about Call Josh Call or who he was yeah. um, until maybe a few weeks ago. And it's very similar. But then you've got Tammy Baldwin just walking away with Absolutely walking a race away. against Leah Vukmir, Tammy Baldwin, of course, the Democrat. I mean, that was called, not by the AP, but last night that was called at about 8.02. It was, it was two or three minutes. Uh, some national network called Tammy Baldwin was the winner. I mean, just within a couple minutes of the polls closing. Meanwhile, the governor's race isn't called uh, until around two o'clock. Baldwin got over 1.4 million votes and Evers got 1.3 million votes. So there's, there's over 100,000 people in the state of Wisconsin who voted for both Walker and Baldwin. And I'd like to talk to those people and figure out what their what you know why they made that choice. Tammy Baldwin won Brown County. Scott Walker won that pretty yeah. convincingly. She won Racine County. She won out of Gamey County. She won Winnebago County. These are all counties that Scott Walker won convincingly. Yeah. And so I guess what that says is either A is probably some combination, but either A, people view the federal races differently than the state races and or B, Leah Vukmir was just a very weak candidate I for think, the Republicans against Tammy Baldwin. I think Leah Vukmir got put in a very rough position where she had to, she had, she had initially been this principled conservative mm -hmm. who'd held her nose and voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. And she had to throw all that away in her primary and be as Trumpy as she could. 
to try and beat that to win that primary, which she did. Yeah, but. I and mean, then kind of stuck with it. You're stuck with Particularly that, Particularly at the end. And you have to, sh- and you have to explain to people why yeah. you've been, why you went from being a principled conservative who disagreed with the party's nominee on conservative principles, yeah, for conservative reasons, to why you've ab- basically abandoned your conservative principles to to wave Trump's flags around, flag around. Yeah, but the other thing that the liberals won't want to hear is that Tammy Baldwin also was the big money candidate. Oh yeah, and she spent despite the fact way she... more on ads and got to cajole and please a lot of rural voters uh, who might not otherwise support her. Just seeing ads of her being really nice, supporting American jobs, having some bills uh, signed by Trump, and she was for Wisconsin first. So I think some of that was just Tammy Baldwin's a really smart politician with a lot of money to use her smarts. Yeah. Tony Evers basically won the southwest corner of Wisconsin. That whole corner of the state. Just barely. Yet a lot of those uh, Republican incumbents for legislative seats also won. Well, those Republicans, we met most of them, and they're all very moderate Republicans. That's true. Moderate and principled and not— and and not very connected to their communities. But I guess what I'm saying is, you know, uh, the, the whole uh, all politics is local. That does seem to be playing out in southwest Wisconsin. I still in can't figure out why Art Schrader can never win a seat. He's, he seems like the most yeah. uh, reasonable, principled Democrat you've ever you'd ever talked to. Yeah. I, well, it's a very rural district. Um, so the governors uh, and A.G. Schimmel are sounding conciliatory today. The governor put out a Bible verse. He tweeted a Bible verse that basically uh, said that um, the Lord gave us this day and we need to appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And Schimmel was, did call Josh Call, no pun intended, and uh, basically said, yeah, I'm going to wait for the official results, but yeah, it looks like you're probably going to win. But having said that, this, it was a little weird last night. It was down to like a couple hundred votes. I- between the two candidates for governor, it looked like there was no way they were going to be able to call the race at around 12.30 a.m. Then I'm driving home in the car and this whole 40,000 votes from Milwaukee County comes up. I think the Republicans are right to say, hey, we want to know more about that. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, this reminds me of 2011. Do you remember the 14,000 votes? uh, With Justice Prosser. With Justice Prosser, the Supreme Court... They happened um, to find 14,000 votes candidate. in Waukesha County. And that made it clear uh, that Prosser was going to win against uh, Joan Kloppenberg, the unofficial liberal in the race for state Supreme Court. But unofficial it, and perennial. But Democrats should remember they were outraged that these sort of votes had been found. Now, granted, that was the next day, I think. So, Well, also— my understanding is this isn't an error. This is how Milwaukee County operates, where yeah, where they don't actually tabulate the absentee ballots at the various different polling places. They're centrally located and often come in after the the other votes are in. Yeah, but all I'm saying is uh, versus. Oops, we just found these votes that were locked in a box somewhere. Yeah, I mean every everybody was looking at the maps and the numbers from the AP. And it showed Milwaukee County, 100% of precincts were reporting. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, we got these 40,000 absentee ballots. And everybody knew they were going to go strongly for Evers. And then it was like, boom. So 
All I'm saying is I can see why the Republicans want to delve into that a little bit oh, in absolutely. the same way that the Democrats wanted to delve in those 14,000 votes for Prosser. Well, anybody who cares about democracy should want that. To, we, we don't want any fishiness in our elections. We want the winners to actually win. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want the Supreme yeah. Court to declare victory for one side or the other, you know, before we've actually counted every single vote. If we need to count every vote, we have to count every vote. Yeah, and you don't want Vladimir Putin uh, on the levers either. I like it how you pronounce his name like it's a Canadian dish Poutine. With, with, Putin. with cheese curds and gravy on it. <laughs> I've heard it different ways it's on Putin. Russian t- uh, I've heard it lighter than that. No one ever says Putin. 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 That's a, that's a Russian <laughs> accent. That's not Putin. You are not from Ukraine. Uh, What else we got here? Evers, in his victory speech, expressed humility. And I find this really reassuring that in the, you know, disturbing era of Trump, we have the polar opposite of Trump. Just somebody who's decent and kind and thoughtful. All the things that Trump is not. All the things that Trump is not. And and respectful of people. Yes, the anti-Trump has won the race for governor in Wisconsin. And that's not entirely fair because it's not like Walker was the was the proto-Trump. You know, Walker no. was always, you know, as much as the left wanted to demonize him yeah. as, the, as the worst guy in the world, he was a respectful, decent person. Absolutely. You, you know, and, and that gets lost in all of this hatred that you especially hear in the Dane County area that just despised Scott Walker. Yeah. My biggest critique of Scott Walker has been his spinelessness in standing up to Trump. When yeah. he should have stood up for Wisconsin values and Wisconsin businesses, he didn't. Yeah, that Harley Davidson really, that thing hurt him, where Trump is calling for a boycott of Harley Davidson, and then Walker can't come out and really tell tell Trump to knock it off. I wonder if that had something to do with it, you know, yeah. with, the, with the loss. If this if this stands, which I think it will, yeah. I wonder if, you know, if maybe if maybe standing up to Trump would have helped Walker or would it have hurt him with the with the people that was the the, the diehard base of yeah. of Trump, you know, because a lot of people came out to vote for, you know, a lot of a lot of people who loved Trump came out and voted for Walker, too. The other thing I'm going to be looking at for the dynamic here of Evers and Fitzgerald in the Senate and Voss in the Assembly is that as much as you'd think, okay, the two Republicans are going to get together and try to push the governor around, but the what if you're Evers, what you're going to want to be doing is playing off the division between Voss and Fits in the two there houses. Is, there is a little animosity between those two guys. There is, and they remember the the budget didn't get undone on time. There was a lot of debate. So Evers may cut some deals with one side and then leave the other in the lurch. So that'll be interesting to watch too. So about your exploratory uh, campaign for Secretary of State, Phil, how's that going? It's going well. It's going well. I uh, I already have two votes. Uh, really? Yeah. Myself and you, I think. Oh, yeah, I'm voting for you, yeah. sure. So and I, I, my campaign slogan is all set up and ready to go. Oh, what is it? It's, uh, it's Phil Hands for Secretary of State. The job is a joke, so the candidate should be too. Hey, I like that, yeah. And there's really no duties. I think you sit on one committee. At yeah, board. and I got to cash that paycheck from the people of Wisconsin, too. Yeah, and then we'd have a nice office downtown we could work out of. You in will ba- let me hang out, won't In the you? basement, yeah, we'll hang out in the basement together. <laughs> There's snack machines down there. At least there used to be when I was there every day. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun. 
Also, you can get that the, one of those big super packs coming in. Remember, the super pack is the uh, cartoonists for a more ridiculous America. That's right, and they will definitely support me. Yeah, as head of your exploratory committee, I'm making some overtures to that group to see if we can get the big cartoon money coming in. Well, if you, if the committee goes well, you might end up running that group. <laughs> it had nothing to do with me at all, right? Absolutely not. We would just run some issue ads that had nothing to do with the election. Yeah, and, and you know, that's going to have all that really powerful cartooning money there is out there. Call Phil Hands and tell him he's funny. (laughs) Call Phil Hands and tell him that the president's hands are a normal size. (laughs) No, but that would be an attack ad against you. That this pack group is going to be for you. Call Phil Hands and tell him the president's hands are much smaller than than he draws them. Yeah, there you go. All right. Call Phil Hands and tell him he deserves more coffee. (laughs) How many have you had today, by the way? I'm like six or eight in, man. Yeah, man, you're you're uh, you're popping today in today's podcast. I like it. All of the music on our podcast is by Tube Tester. Find and follow our podcast, Center Stage with Milford and Hands, on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can tweet me at Scott Milford or tweet to Phil Hands at Phil Hands.